January 22nd, 2009. That is the day that Obama, when he was president during his first term, officially ordered the shutdown of Guantanamo Bay. Now, what is Guantanamo Bay? So, Guantanamo Bay, for those who don't know, is essentially, I guess you could say, the worst type of prison or, or holding camp or whatever, I guess, torture center uh, for the United States, and or it was, rather. Not anymore. It's been shut down. It's been said that uh, during the Bush administration, there were uh, illegal torturings that occurred there, such as waterboarding, things that technically didn't fall in line with the eyes of the law and stuff like that. And so Obama ordered its official shutdown about 11 years ago. But here's the thing. The United States military still has complete control of Guantanamo Bay. Now, you might think, okay, what's up with that? It's actually something that's kind of hidden right in front of us, but a lot of people don't even realize. And the reason I say this is because Guantanamo Bay is the perfect area, literally the perfect area for an institution or a government or something of the sort or a militia to be able to execute their exercises or their, their objectives without anyone interrupting them. And the reason why I say this is because officially on paper, the United States doesn't have any control of it anymore or, and they're also not allowed to operate there on paper. But in reality, there's still a massive presence there. There's still a huge presence. So, if you, for example, if another country tried to come in and invade Guantanamo Bay or take it over, good chance you're losing because the United States still has full control. So I guess you could say on the front end, it was kind of shut down and made to look good. But then on the back end, there were still some very shady and iffy things going on there. And I'm not blaming this on Obama, by the way. I believe that in many cases, the presidency is a placeholder seat. But there are factions of the government, particularly within the military-industrial complex, that have control over things that the president simply does not and has access to classified levels that the president doesn't. So for me to simply just say, well, it's, it's Obama's fault, I'm not, I'm not political, I'm not trying to get into politics in that sense. Anyways, the thing about Guantanamo Bay and what makes it extremely peculiar and interesting, if you want to call it, is that for many, many years... There's been very strange happenings there. Now, yes, okay, this is a place of torture. So you could say from a spiritual uh, perspective or an energy-based perspective, there may be a lot of bad spirits or lower vibrational energies or very negative influences occurring there. From a, that's, that's the spiritual aspect, okay? And then we have the technological aspect. So before we jump into the different theories and proposals, let me just say Guantanamo Bay because it's not looked at whatsoever anymore, would probably be one of the most ideal places to establish a base or a research facility of some kind. Now, before I jump into that, let me just say very quickly, Guantanamo Bay, for as much as it's talked about, there's no actual way of getting there and realizing or witnessing firsthand what may actually go on. And the reason I say this is because this is all part of a massive psychological warfare. And what I mean by that, it's a PSYOP. And I mean that, for example, there's no platform for any 
American citizen or otherwise to speak out about Guantanamo Bay. Now, when I say platform, what do I mean by that? What I mean, and I want you guys to just stick with me here because this is important before I get into the good stuff, is that platform meaning not social media, but there's no way of asking, say, your local governor or your local or, or your senator how or, or, or what's going on in Guantanamo Bay because they themselves don't know. So by factions of the government or whoever's controlling Guantanamo Bay now and, and, and working there in these secret bases, whoever's controlling this is not allowing it to be made public to Congress, to, to, the, to the Senate, to uh, governors of each and every state in America. So you are essentially deplatforming it because by not letting anyone know, you're essentially not being transparent, therefore you're not allowing your rightful and patriotic American citizen to know about what's going on there. You're essentially deplatforming them in a certain way. Now, yeah, you can go online and film yourself saying what the hell's going on with Guantanamo and this and that, but I don't think it's going to work. Anyways, now that I've established that, let's get into the more important part, which is there may in fact be, according to multiple ex-Marines, by the way, there may in fact be a base there or an experimental base or some type of base, not on the platform itself or on the ground of Guantanamo Bay itself, but in fact underwater. And a lot of people don't realize this. And when it comes to particularly the UAP or the EBE or the UFO topic, a lot of people don't realize that because these unidentified aircraft have been able to fly so miraculously, if you will, or have been able to defy physics flying in the air, why can't they do it in water the same way? Not too many people have really thought of that. Everyone's so focused on looking up and saying, oh, what's up in the sky? And how is it moving like this? And how is it defying our laws of physics? But people haven't really thought, wait a minute. There have been just as much UFO sightings in the air as there have been underwater. And people don't realize this. People don't even realize that a percentage, a small percentage of the Pentagon footage that they released and or that got leaked that the Pentagon essentially confirmed a few months ago has to do with the UFO, them tracking parts of it, parts of the video, being underwater. People don't realize that. Okay, and I'm not saying people are stupid. I think they're extremely smart and they're extremely optimistic. I'm just saying that I think the narrative has been so far, so so focused on being in the air that people haven't realized this can go underwater too, which kind of ties back to my previous episode discussing how we haven't been able to supposedly make enough, such advanced technology to get to not the very bottom, but to a good part of the bottom of the ocean. And the reason is I don't think it's a lack of technology. I think it's because there's lots of things that are being hidden because we have now as a species sort of mastered in a certain way the control of our airspace. But what about the space in the water underneath? We haven't been able to control that. And I think there's a reason for that. Okay? So, according to itsastrangeworld.com, this ex-Marine came forward to share what he and his comrades who were stationed with him at Guantanamo Bay experienced way back in 1968 and 1969. Now, while he cannot remember the specific dates, he does go on to talk about the UFOs being 50 to 100 feet across. The interview was released on the MUFON, Mutual UFO Network website, describing many sightings they had witnessed at the time, and while they openly discussed it on the base, 
they were forbidden to mention it in public. And now I'm going to quote, all of us Marines were amazed at the amount of UFO activity over and around this base, the witness said. Virtually every night UFOs were flying overhead with altitudes of less than 300 feet above us. Okay, now this U.S. Marine has asked to remain anonymous, which I can respect. And so I'm just going to read a couple more quotes of his that give you an idea of what he's talking about. So, and I quote, again, this is from uh, itsastrangeworld.com. There were large blue lights moving around after their landing in the ocean and then slowly dimming down as they obviously descended deeper into the water. Now, here's the thing. There were UFO sightings all over the place back in the 60s when Guantanamo Bay was open and it was a full thing and it was considered a, one of the harshest prisons, if not the harshest prison in, uh, in the United States or, or holding facilities or torture camps or off the books, uh, illegal or black operations or black sites. This was back in the 60s. UFOs were being spotted coming out of water, coming back in. This was back in the 60s. Imagine now. The official narrative is that it's closed down. They can now use it as more of an experimental base. And on top of all that, it can also be used as a hub, if you will, for other species to kind of come and go as they please. Now, the question then becomes, is the, the general area of Guantanamo Bay, is it an abnormal electromagnetic field? Because we found that electromagnetic frequencies and all that tend to change when there seems to be some type of alternate dimensional portal or vortice or, or vortex, if you will. So it's hard to say, okay? But I don't think it's a coincidence that all of these isolated, shady, off-the-books areas of the government tend to all of a sudden have these random electromagnetic changes in frequency. It could be possible that they have set up these bases or set up some type of portal or gateway for other species to come to their base. I'm talking about the U.S. government's base. Maybe they could have set this up. It's very possible. I, but ultimately, what we have to understand here is that this is occurring underwater. Now, I don't know how deep underwater, but there's something going on under there that seems to be a, an extremely large attraction for these UFOs. Now, let me also point out the UFOs being flied could maybe, I, I would even dare to say 100% of the time, be military. Very possible because they've reverse engineered UFO craft and they're using Guantanamo Bay as an isolated site or testing location in order to experiment the different ships or the, the different aircraft they have built using this alien material. Okay, all I'm saying is this. Whether you're a current U.S. Marine or you're a retired U.S. Marine, um, first off, thank you for your service. But secondly, these Marines are top of the top physical and mental condition. And I've mentioned this in another episode as well. If you're telling me that what these Marines have seen or are still seeing in some cases is a form of psychosis, then, excuse me, then I don't know what to say because no soldier is put into duty, whether it's in battle or whether it's just operating or holding down a site or whatever it is. No soldier is put into duty to complete a specific task if they even show the slightest sign of mental or cognitive decline. And psychosis would be one of them, or hallucinations would be one of them. So to say that you can just put all of this off on soldiers seeing things, I don't think so. And the fact that they were allowed to speak about these things on 
Guantanamo Bay, on the isolated island itself. But the second they left that island, they couldn't speak about it. Okay? I think that says a lot of, a lot of things. Now, if we take a look here, for example, let's see here. Okay, so according to newspunch.com, this same uh, ex-Marine who asked to, to be anonymous said, quote, most of these UFOs were approximately 50 to 100 feet across, but to the naked eye came off as a dull, hazy hull with a small red light trailing behind it. Now, when I stood guard duty on the south side of the base, I witnessed on many multiple evenings UFOs landing and taking off out of the ocean. Okay, and after watching the ships take off and land, he assumed there had to be a major underwater UFO base within Guantanamo Bay. Okay, and there, there was one evening where multiple ships were ascending from underwater that it got to the point where they actually had to set the alarm off on one of the, uh, the quarters within Guantanamo Bay and sort of prepare for an attack because they thought they were under attack by, say, an adversary or another nation or something like this. That is insane. I mean, listen, I wish I could provide more information, but I think, ultimately, having a base in Guantanamo Bay is probably one of the best places to do it. If, if I'm thinking from the perspective of the United States government, you put a base there, no one's going to notice. Now, back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, no one had the technology to go there on their own. No one was able to literally fly a, a drone that, that they bought off of Amazon to go and see what was going on there. So it was very easy to hide. Okay? But then it also works the same way in today's day and age because now that it's been officially shut down, fairly recently, in the last 10, 11 years, they can now say, okay, well, it's shut down, we still have a presence there, but you know what, we're not doing nothing, just kind of leave it alone. So then no one bothers to look there anymore, because now there's no reason to look there officially. Right? Now, one last thing I want to say before I end this episode is that, to this day, the U.S. government will not confirm nor deny this, and when, when they say no comment or they kind of say uh, we can't confirm or deny, you know that something's still happening there. There's a reported roughly 44 prisoners that are still there because it takes time to transition them out and put them into other prisons. It's a, it's a process, right? Now, these prisoners are unnamed. The U.S. government refuses to comment on them. It's very possible that these could be the worst of the worst out there, you know, top of the top terrorists that they don't want to uh, give recognition to or say that they have, have them captured. These could be missing important figures from other adversarial countries that they've captured and they're holding there. But ultimately, whatever those 44 people are seeing right now is very out of this world, let's say. Because I'm certain that the traffic of the of the UFOs ascending and descending into water hasn't slowed down. No way. It's certainly increased. And to say that there's some type of underwater base, it's either one of two things. It's either there's a base or there's some kind of portal. And I know how crazy that sounds when I say the word portal because it's such a general term, but I, I literally mean it's some type of portal where the electromagnetic energies and readings are very wacko and very out there and they're not normal. So clearly there's something going on there. And I don't mean to sound general, but the most we can do right now is speculate. Unless someone can fly a drone there for me, that the most we can do is speculate. 
So let me know what you guys think because this is extremely interesting and very intriguing to say the least. And I think that regardless of what people conclude, whether they believe in this or not, they can say without a shadow of a doubt that there is for certain some odd factoids when looking into this. Thank you very much.